0: And a very good day, this is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And today, we're going to start off with Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. As you may remember from last week, it is important to seek the Lord for His help in understanding His Word, His teachings, through men and women of God at the pulpit, through men and women of God on the radio, on the internet. And you want to be able to understand what you're reading when you sit down in your chair, at your dining room table, wherever you may be, and you have the Bible open, you want to be able to understand the word. And it is quite okay to ask the Lord to teach you. One of the Holy Spirit's purposes is to help you understand and bring you into the knowledge of the, and that is the word of God. That is Jesus himself, the word made flesh. Jesus came as the word made flesh, and he dwelt among us. Today, as a believer, we can confidently say that he continues to dwell not just among us, but within us, within the precious temple that God has established in us for him to dwell with his Son and the Holy Spirit. So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, for I always pray to God of our Lord Jesus Christ, that this is the writing of Paul the apostle paul to the church at ephesus so he says in his letter for i always pray to the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. That, verse 19, and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. So, today I seek the Lord and I ask him to flood your hearts with light. That means truth, that means healing, that means every good thing that God is, that he is able to bring to you an abundance of his provision, that he has unlimited store, stores of provision for you, unlimited stores of life and light. That means your body needs healing. He has unlimited amounts of power to restore your body back to complete health. If you need, especially during these times when you may be finding it very tough to survive regarding your finances, I pray today that you receive everything that the Lord has for you. That means that you believe in your heart and accept that you are worthy to receive that you expect the Lord to continue to provide. He is your Jehovah Jireh, your provider. That He does not provide you lack. He provides you everything you need. And that is why Psalm 23 says, I shall not want. The reason you shall not want is because there is no need to want anything when you have what you need. And God knows what you need before you know that you need it. So today... I bind the spirit of poverty in your house, in your neighborhood, in your finances, in the name of Jesus, that you will suffer no more lack. You will continue to be provided for by the Lord. Seek him with all of your heart and everything else will be added unto you. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, and all these things shall be added unto you. So in order for all these things to be added unto you, for, for all the provision that God has for you to be added unto you, you first have to do the beginning of that verse, to seek God first, to seek him first, to seek the kingdom and his righteousness. Do these things first, and then everything else will be added unto you. You cannot do it in reverse order. You cannot wait for God to provide for you and then say, well, God, I guess I should worship you now because you provided for me. No, you have to seek him first. You have to show him that he is Lord in your life. You cannot show the devil every day that he is Lord or that money is Lord or that YouTube is Lord or Facebook is Lord or your phone is Lord. You must show that Jesus himself is Lord, confess him as Lord. And the Bible says that when we confess out of our mouth Jesus as Lord and we believe that God raised him from the dead. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, Then we shall be saved. We shall be saved when we call upon the name of the Lord, not upon the name of money or sports or recreation or anything like that. So So, depend on the Lord. And you don't need to beg God for anything because a child would never need to beg a good parent, a parent that has always wanted to bless and provide for his children. What good parent would keep things back from the child? What good parent would keep back food and provision on the table for the child to starve? No. The child must believe in the father that the father will provide for the child. The child depends on the father, and the child depends on the father with child-like faith because the child does not know doubt. The, chi- the child always has expected for the father, the parent, to provide on that table with food. But what... When the child begins to grow up and begins to think, well, maybe maybe my father is not that trustworthy after all, then it breaks down the communication. It breaks down the faith and the trust that the child has in the father. And sometimes, you know, the, God will say to us that we have receiving a problem with our receiver. We have to be able to receive and not block God from being able to bless us, to be able to provide for us. We must continue to believe and trust by faith in Him. He has never done us wrong. He has never caused us to lack in life. God is not controlling your finances. Do not blame God if you lack, because it's not His fault. It is either the devil's fault, or it is our fault, or a mixture of the two. The devil may have suggested that you will never be able to survive financially, and you believe the lie, and now you have faith in the enemy. You have faith in that false truth, that lie, and now that is where your faith is. And Jesus said, Whatever we believe, we shall receive. So we must believe what the Bible says, and the Bible says that we are the head and not the tail. We are the lender and not the borrower. The Bible also says that it is God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. So why should we believe? that God is not going to continue to provide for us when he is always wanting to bless us in abundance. Cup runneth over. It is not a cup running to the top and not running over. It is a cup that runs over. That's God's wealth. That's God's provision. That's God's heart. That's God's love for you. And he wants to share everything that he has with you. God is not keeping anything back for himself. He gave everything to Jesus. And in Christ, we can do all things Who strengthens us. So if we can do all things, that means we can pay bills through Christ. We can bless others through Christ. We can lay hands on the sick through Christ. We can pray for others through Christ. We can love on others through Christ. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. Without God, we can do nothing. We can, we can do nothing good. We can do evil things. We can, we can blame God. But that is not true. That is not right. We must know our Heavenly Father. We must know our Lord Jesus. We must know the Holy Spirit. And we must commune with God every day. We must abide in Him. We must have Him abide in us. When the Bible says that when we draw nigh unto Him, He will draw nigh unto us. He's not playing hide-and-seek, as we've said before in this program. He is not playing hide-and-seek. He is playing a waiting game. He's waiting for you and I to decide to spend time with him during our daily life without any distractions, without any distractions whatsoever. Only then will you find the presence and peace of God that surpasses all understanding. But we control how much time we devote to God because we have a free will and we are not controlled by God. We are controlled by our own self, by our thoughts, our decisions, our conclusions and, and now, based on what we think we should do, that is what we decide to do. And if those decisions are not in line with what we see in the Bible and what we see in, in the Word of God that, for our, that God's nature is specifically talking about, if, there are, if, if God is telling us to go and tell everyone else about Him, and we're not doing that, well, then we need to change that. We need to change it to be obedient to Christ, and we need to take every thought captive in obedience to Christ so that those thoughts that, that that would lead us astray are cast out, and they do not reach the depths of our heart and our beliefs and our faith. Our faith needs to be in God and nothing else. Our faith needs to be in the Word of God and to do the Word of God and to act who we are now in our new identity in Christ because old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And as we look at 2 Corinthians, and by the way, we're reading out of the Amplified Bible Classic Edition. That's a classic edition of the Amplified Version. We read through Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, 18, and 19. Now we're going to change now to the same, we're going to stay in the same version, Amplified Classic Edition, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we're going to go to verse 20. Because it says here, so we are Christ's ambassadors. So this is Corinthians, Second Corinthians. So this is another letter from the Apostle Paul to the church, this time at Corinthians, at Corinth. And instead of the letter to Ephesians, now we're switching to a letter that he sent to the church at Corinth, to the Corinthians. And Second Corinthians chapter 5, and it's going to be verse 20. And so the Apostle Paul says to these people, To these new believers. So we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal as it were through us. So now that means that God is within us, God is waiting for us to speak about him to a person in the street, to a person on the phone. And the Holy Spirit is waiting for an opportunity for you to decide to tell someone about Jesus. And the moment you open up your, your, your mouth and you decide to position your heart towards helping them, loving them, praying for them, that is when the Holy Spirit is able to speak through you the love of Christ. Jesus is himself is able to speak through you. And we know this because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit does not speak of, of his own self, but only what he hears, which means that he's hearing from Jesus and the Father. So that means that when you speak and you believe that God is speaking through you, which he is, every opportunity God wants to speak through you because he wants to love on the person that you're speaking to, then the Holy Spirit is relaying what what is being spoken of at the throne for the person in front of you. and is, And because you have decided in your heart, your wonderful heart, your precious soul, that you want to spend some time in a few minutes just talking to the person in front of you about Jesus, then God within you, God within you is speaking, is able to speak through your vocal cords and to love on the person in front of you. And you may not realize this, When it happens, you may not feel anything. You may not feel a tingling sensation. You may not feel any warmth or heat or a cold. That's fine. Just because you do not feel anything does not mean that God is using you and speaking through you. And you will start to have people say to you, how did you know that? You don't know me. And so who told you this? And you could tell them only God knew this and God spoke it to me. And this is what I felt that the Lord wanted me to tell you. And when you have a position in your heart of love and wanting to help people become reconciled back to Christ, because remember, we are Christ's ambassadors, so we are representing Christ, then you will find that people get tremendously blessed because people in the street that you meet may not be born again. They may not have the Spirit of the Lord inside them. So the only voices, they the voices that sounds like themselves, but really it's the enemy imitating their voice. It's the enemy giving them lies every day, and they don't know any different because they, don't, they may not be reading the Bible. They may not know who they are. They, they may not even be born again yet, so they would not yet have been translated from out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son Jesus. So today you may meet someone, and you may, by Christ's hand himself, through you by his by his words that he gives you to speak to them by the holy spirit god may be able to set the person free in front of you if you so much as want to spend time and just love on the person just love on them like they are your best friend amen and see how the how the lord will use you and the the wonderful reconciliation process remember the Bible says that we have been given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. That means that you may not be able to completely have someone transformed in front of you from from darkness to light and every problem that they have be resolved within 10 minutes of a conversation. But Every part that you play, even if it's a 10-minute conversation, you have sown a seed into their heart, that that seed of light and life and the truth. And that is going to begin to do a work in their heart, and they're going to be able to understand and start to contemplate and think about the Lord. So continue to be a light on the streets, in the location that you live, and we just thank you, Lord, for your heart for them today, and we thank you, Lord, that they will come to the complete knowledge of the truth of you in Jesus' name. So we thank you, Lord, today that we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal as it were through us. We, as Christ's personal representatives, beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor of now offered you and be reconciled to God. So in the last five or six minutes, we've been talking about being reconciled back to God. We've been talking about being Christ's ambassador, being his representative. And this is what verse 20 is talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter five, verse 20. Notice here how it says, we as Christ's personal representatives beg you, beg you. So a lot of us will understand hearing in the church these things where people will say, we are not supposed to really persist and, and beg and implore people to come to Christ. But, but the Bible says differently. The Bible says that we are supposed to beg people, according to this letter from Paul to the, the church at Corinth. So Paul is saying we, as Christ's personal representatives, beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor. He is talking to the church at Corinth, so most of these individuals should be born again, but they're even becoming born again. You must also lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. So the reconciliation process is important. If you're not born again today, You need to be reconciled back to God. You you need to receive Jesus. Open up your heart today. Allow Jesus in. Just open up the door of your heart because the, the Bible says that Jesus knocks at the door and that door is your heart. But you have control over the door of whether you want to open that door or not. You have free will to choose. Jesus is not barging the door down. He's not barging it open. He is waiting patiently for you to open the door. And he's desperately hoping that you do decide to open the door and allow him in. And allow him into your home. Your home is your heart. And allow him access to every room. And don't lock any room of your heart to him. Allow him in every part of your heart, every room. Let him in and let him love you. Let him do a work in you. And I'm not telling you that the Christian life is easy. The the enemy has a target on our backs as believers, but we, as victory, we have won the victory Jesus has won it. We are in Christ. So we have won the victory in Christ over the devil, over all evil. We are seated in heavenly places now as believers, far above all evil, far above all those principalities and powers and wickedness. So we are above the devil and we now have authority in the name, using the name of Jesus over all evil. Whether you believe that or not, it is the truth. And it is the word of God. Jesus said, behold, I've given you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Power there is ability, ability of the enemy. The enemy is Satan and the entire evil kingdom that he reigns over, all the demons, all the demonic principalities and wicked fallen angels. So we are now seated above all that. That means positionally we have authority over it. And all the time you don't know that, the enemy can continue to take advantage of you because we perish for a lack of knowledge. Not because there's a lack of the Bible. No, the Bible exists. It's a lack of knowledge because we have rejected the knowledge. We have put it back on the shelf so many times and not decided to read it and to believe it's true. And often there is a lack of teachers in the body of Christ who speak about identity. Identity is not taught very often in your Sunday service, perhaps. I would beg to guess that. So the preponderance of the body of Christ is a large number of Christians, a good percentage of the body of Christ is Christians who just want to make sure that they're going to get to heaven. But there's a whole other piece to this, which is we need to be doing God's work on the earth and not even think about heaven right now. There's work to be done here and there are people going to hell every day, whether it's due to COVID-19, whether it's due to whatever situation is going on in their lives. If they go and die and they have not given their life to Jesus, they are going to destruction. And you would not want to wish your worst enemy to go to that place of Sheol and Hades and hell and destruction. But It is what we have deserved because of the sin in the Garden of Eden at the hands of Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, when Adam and Eve, they ate of that fruit that they shouldn't have eaten. We are now seated in heavenly places. We are above the devil. We are over the devil. The devil must submit to the name of Jesus because every knee shall bow and the devil and all the demons have knees. Everything has knees. Every knee shall bow in the name of Jesus. And so now we get to walk confidently about going about doing good healing all who are oppressed of the devil for god is with us acts chapter 10 verse 38 is that says about jesus jesus doing those things jesus how how jesus went about doing good healing all who were oppressed of the devil for god was with him but now the bible also says that jesus said that we shall do the same works and greater we shall do because jesus said i go to the father and the, fa- the when he went to the Father, he he was able to send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. And if he hadn't gone to the Father, the Holy Spirit would never have been made available to us. So now, baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, overflowing, we are now able to walk this earth in power with miracle signs and wonders following us because we're supposed to believe, and, and these signs shall follow those who believe, Right? Signs do not precede us. They follow us. So therefore we must believe and not doubt. If we're doubting today when we pray for someone, we are not going to see a sign or wonder following us. We're going to see nothing following us except someone who is still in bondage when we leave them. Someone who's still sick, still ill, still without Jesus when we leave them. And we don't want that. We want to represent Christ and we want to have them make a decision for Jesus. And if they don't commit a decision that moment, Beg them to, but then leave them and have them contemplate Jesus. But make sure that you tell them enough about Jesus so they have enough to think about. It. Because maybe, just maybe, they you might be their only Bible in front of them for many, many years to come. That God was able to orchestrate a situation and a divine appointment that day for you to meet that person. And you don't know how much work God good, put into arranging for someone to meet someone else so that there might be the possibility that that person will become saved, or at least know something about Jesus in on day one so that they will then be able to contemplate the Lord, contemplate the things of the Lord, and ultimately make a decision for Jesus and become saved. And who knows, you may be speaking on the street today to a a person who will eventually become a worldwide evangelist who will bring many souls into the kingdom. You never know who you will be talking to. You never know the amount of treasure that you are dropping off when you are in front of someone. So today God really wants to be able to use you now that you've given your life to Jesus. This is not about getting into heaven. Yes, there is eternal life at the moment that you give your life to Christ. But God wants to use you while you're here and he and But he cannot force you to do that. Now, he has commanded us to be used by him. He's commanded us to go and tell people about him and to lay hands on the sick and all these things. But we now have to be obedient to that cause. And there are many souls that are groaning. The earth is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of men. So now we must pick up our tools and we must pick up our cross. And we must go about doing good and helping others in whatever capacity, love, love can love can show through our hearts through our mouths through our facial expressions to loving on other people so in the name of jesus i just speak life today over your body from head to toe i command all sickness to leave i command your body to be strengthened only by the name of jesus and faith in that name Because there's only the name of Jesus that can bring about healing. There's no only the stripes of Jesus, the stripes themselves at the whipping post was what purchased your healing today. So it's not, you didn't pay for it. No one else paid for it except Jesus. But God in his infinite mercy allowed that allowed his son to go through that suffering so that you would suffer no more because he was the suffering servant. He was the one on the cross instead of you. He was the one at the whipping post instead of you. So instead of you getting your healing through your own stripes, receive the healing by the way of the stripes that Jesus bore on his body that day. Do not let those stripes of Christ be, be suffered in vain. Let not the suffering servant have suffered in vain for no cause. So allow Jesus into your heart today. Allow Jesus's life into your mortal body, quickening your mortal body as the Holy Spirit. It speaks about the Holy Spirit in Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Allow this to take place today in your heart. Receive Jesus in totality into every room in your heart. Open up those doors of the rooms in the home of your heart and allow Jesus in and talk to him. Get all, rid of all distractions. Speak to the Lord. Talk with the Lord. Commune with the Lord because he is with you wherever you go, both to, to will and to do according to his good pleasure. He has preordained works in front of you. Just submit to the Lord. Submit to God. Resist the devil and the devil's going to flee. James chapter 4 verse 7. So anyway, that's all the time we have today. We love you very much. God bless you and you have a blessed week. Amen.